No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. live in the portland area or you live in the denver area and you've heard of fire on the mountain and you've never been there you should remedy that as soon as possible it's time to go it is definitely time to go the weather's getting cooler and you need something hot in your belly that tastes delicious that's the spot fire on the mountain go check it out the best chicken wings you ever had in your life specials at each location there's three locations here in portland two in denver and Apple, what were you talking about just a minute ago? All these amazing beers that they're brewing well, up? The, yeah, I was talking about that. I mean, first of all, this is like such an awesome place to go hang out with your family and friends. Yeah, that's it, what we were it, talking it's about. very like, inviting. It's got a great atmosphere, very ambient. And then, of course, they've got these amazing beers that Apple's going to yeah, talk about. They got, they got, well, like all the craft beers. They got special ones for the certain seasons and everything. You're like, a special one for a like, season. They have the electric. I am a stout person, and they have the electric mud, which is a chocolate, 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 chocolate oatmeal stout. Wonder and rye, which is a golden ale, which they say pairs great with their wings mm. for a palate cleanser. Oh, yeah. And go. then I love that this one's just witty. It's a Hoosier amber with a question mark, like like the uh, Hoosiers. Hoosier get amber, it? get it? Yeah, and they have the they have their staples: redheaded stranger, lefty lager. I mean, you got to go and check out. They got a great list of craft beers for you to sample that they make yeah. on their own. If you go to the is it the Fremont location, that's where the brewery is. You can see it. It's right next door to the location there. Like they're saying, this is a super dope place to go hang out. Let's go if, kick it. If you're looking for a place to like have your holiday party for with your office or go kick it before a concert to go get something to eat. Have some your, fun with, yeah. like meeting collaboration over some wings. And... They have deep fried Oreos, man. Dang. So that, any place that, that has tooth. deep fried Oreos, <laughs> they got me. But yeah, each, good luck saving room for dessert, though. That oh, is no. true. You're right, Apple. <laughs> totally. <laughs> each location has specials each month. So go to their website at portlandwings.com and check out what they got going on at each of the locations. Like I said, there's three here in Portland, two in Denver. And check this out. If you don't live in these areas and you hear this and your mouth's watering or your stomach's empty, Go online to portlandwings.com, get yourself some of their sauce, make that stuff at home, listen to No Simple Road. It'll be a whole transcendent chicken wing experience that you'll have. Even if you like if you sat in the lotus position and you <laughs> ate the chicken wings, I think you might levitate. That's right. Fire on the mountain. 
Go check it out. What? You want me to wait? I'm not waiting. Here we go. We don't expect you to wait. Shop Tour That's Bus. Right. Shop, Shop Tour, tour bus. bus. That's right, guys. Look, everybody. They got a lot going on. Here's the thing. Holidays are not around the corner anymore. They're among they are us. right in front of your house, hanging out, going, hey, what are you going to get us for the holidays? Well, True that. go to shoptourbus.com and get the Grateful Dead inspired merch that they have. And then give that to somebody that you love that's in your life that you want to see smile over the holidays because that is exactly what's going to happen when they open that hand design box with that all over print. Uh, what is it? All over print um, design. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all over the box <laughs> with all the extras that the are in design. there. And some of you folks are going to get a Grateful Dead miracle bootleg. cassette tape bootleg. Your so you're not just going to like, oh, hey, I got you something for the holidays, man. And you give it to them. It's and thoughtful. They open it up what? and they're like, oh my God, I got a cassette tape. It's bootleg. And you know what they're going to do too? They're going to smile when they open it. They're going to smile to get that bootleg and wait till they put you or them who you gift this to put it on. And when you have the comfort, they're going to smile again. That's right. And, and they got a bunch of stuff going on right now. You're going to smile because you're getting free shipping. When you put in the promo code no simple road when you check out. All one word. No simple word, road. You are going to get free shipping. What do they got free going shipping. on, Apple? Tell me. Tell they me. got a lot. What? I told you they got a lot going on. They are from the lot. They have they have the new miracle design, and they have that in the hoodies and the t-shirts available now. And what is it? November in November they're dropping the Addicts of My Life design that they just came up with, and now they have the not fade away run of tees and hoodies with that Cadillac Deville on the front. Oh That's yeah, so- yeah, That's yeah. They got a lot. They're busy over there. So yep, it's that time of year. Go to shoptourbus.com. Or at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram, put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word. Get yourself something, get somebody else something, get something. Make yourself happy. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, 
and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Netherlands, Germany, United Kingdom, all the way up until Ireland, United Kingdom. Then they come back, take a Christmas break, and then kick it off December 30th again in New Orleans. You know, I I hit record while you were saying all that just because it was so interesting. It, they, they're taking a break for Thanksgiving. That, that for right Thanksgiving there, and Christmas to be with family and then just continue this amazing tour that Billy Strings and the boys and Billy oh, Felling have been hey on. Hey, everybody. We didn't see you there. How you doing? This is Aaron. And Mel. And Apple. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, now, No Simple Road family. We're back. And we are super stoked this week to have Billy Failing. Woo, Billy Failing. Yeah, Failing. Billy. Hanging hey. out with us this week from Billy Strings Band. Our and, banjo brother. Yeah, man. This is... A momentous occasion for No Simple Road. We've got one more member of Billy Strings Band on the show. We're going to work our way across that stage slowly but surely. And uh, we had a blast talking with Billy about his journey and his life and all the the good stuff. And you're going to hear all about it here in a minute. And hey, if this is your first time listening to No Simple Road, Welcome. welcome welcome we well, appreciate yeah, you welcome to your new favorite podcast and you're and you know you're asking yourself probably at this point like why do i care about these people who cares if they talk you know to somebody i what do i want to hear from them for well let me tell you we are aficionados <laughs> <laughs> dare i say experts <laughs> i'm totally kidding we are um just music fans like you guys man and uh we just happen to have started this podcast and love having these conversations. So yeah, we get to talk to really awesome people about yep. some really fun stuff. Yeah. And you know, it's amazing how much just even one single conversation can change mm. the way that you experience live music, like talking with the musicians and then going and seeing them play really did alter the whole concert going experience for us. And I hope that that's what these conversations do for all of you out there. Like we all love Billy strings. We love Billy failing. We love the music. And then you hear them and you hear who they are and who the person is. And you go to the show and that experience you're having at the show is now deeper because you're connected to that person energetically. And also like, you're rooting for your friend that's up there jamming on the stage. And that's fucking cool. And it's a huge honor for us to be able to do the show in the first place, but it's even double huge honor for us to be able to like be involved in your live music experience and helping make that 
deeper yeah, and help you get to know somebody better with their home life, their personal life, their likes. It, it, it really does connect you. And that's our goal. And if you are a listener, then welcome back again. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. It's, we got to get a sound bite of that song. Well, yeah. I'm sure it's out back. there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, uh, in the last few weeks have changed the, the format of the show. So, what we used to do is we would have the conversation with whoever we were talking to. And then after the conversation with the artist or musician or whoever, then there would be like another one hour after that of us just hanging out, talking to each other. And, um, we had a suggestion from a listener a few weeks ago from sky dog. And he was like, Hey man, why don't you guys make the, um, interviews standalone episodes. And then your thing that you do at the end, make that a standalone episode and put it out on a different day. So we're getting two drops in the same week. And we were like, you know what? Let's give it a shot and see how it goes. And I think it's gone pretty good. I think so, too. I mean, we've gotten good feedback. So far, so good. I haven't heard anybody mention that they didn't like it. Mm-mm. So that's a plus. And I like on our end too, it got pretty interesting because it's so far, I mean, Aaron's posed a couple interesting questions that took us down a rabbit hole of like, we learned about each other as well as ourselves discussing stuff like talking to yourself. And so, (laughs) and, and so the reason I say that, so what we're, excuse me. So what we're doing is on Fridays, we're dropping these episodes with our interviews. And then on Mondays, we're dropping the standalone episode of us just hanging out. And, uh, this coming Monday is Halloween. I almost said Thanksgiving. This coming You've been Monday, saying that all week. Yeah, this coming Monday is Halloween, and because it's a holiday, we wanted to do something kind of special for all of you. And uh, same listener, Sky Dog, hit me up a few weeks ago and was like, "Hey, man, I'm going to put together a quiz show for you guys, and we're you want would you guys be down to do a quiz show with me?" We were like, "Fuck yeah, we would." So last weekend we record, dude. He knocked that shit out of the park. Yeah. Like literally knocked it out of the park. Um, he put together an entire, like, how would you describe it? An entire quiz show. (laughs) He got five segments, wrote nine questions for each segment, created an entire chaos round that changed the trajectory, whether if you were winning or losing by that point. And made it super fun. And he also tailor made it to our knowledge base, I guess. Yeah. I would say. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. There was a bunch of Grateful Dead questions in there. There was. Yeah, he threw some trickery in there too. And oh, yeah. some, some fun things. Yeah, you're, we had so much fun with this. This like made our Sunday. And we've been, we were talking about it all that night. And for several days afterwards, it was funny. The questions that it, that it brought up and the you, you, wait, wait till you hear this. We had so much fun doing this. We were laughing. It, it the time flew by like that. Yeah, it's like it an really hour and forty minutes. So my point in, in I want to do it every week. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. My point in telling you that is that on Monday we're going to be dropping the quiz show for all of you as a little special treat for Halloween, the trick or treat day. So. Yeah, man, that's coming up, and um, it got highly competitive. It did get, yeah. Highly things are still kind of terse around here. So. <laughs> but let me tell you, <laughs> nothing it, it pales in comparison to having a member of the Billy Strings Band on No Simple Road. We are super honored that Billy failing spent some time with us yeah, and hung out. Always man. grateful for the time uh, that the musicians get to spend with us. But definitely, especially in between tours, you know, when you just kind of want to 
kick it and leave that life behind for a minute and to be able to spend some time talking about, you know, all your amazing accomplishments and fun things that you're up to. It was really awesome to spend time. You know, the meteoric rise of Billy Strings and the Billy Strings band and, you know, they are very sought after for everything right now. And for the, for any of them to come and sit down with us is, is really cool. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate it, Billy. Thank you so much, man, for being so gracious with your time and hanging out with us. And it was a blast. And anytime you want to come back and promote anything, we're here for you, brother. And, uh, so everybody, I think we're going to get you to the interview. Does that sound good? We're going to do any business. Yeah. yeah. We got a little bit of business. going to say we got to oh, do okay. business first. Do a little business and then get to it. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, go to www.nosimpleroad.com. That is where you can sign up for the No Simple Road newsletter. You can get No Simple Road merch there. It is the holiday season. And you know what? What better thing to get somebody that is part of the No Simple Road family than some No Simple Road merch? Yeah. T-shirts and hoodies and coffee cups and fun stuff that you will actually use and that will look good on you and the people that you love. You can also, if you don't want to get like another hoodie or another T-shirt, and you don't know what to get somebody, Mel and I do one-hour tarot readings with the Grateful Dead tarot deck. So you can sign up for a tarot reading there, and um, you will get a one-hour tarot reading over Zoom with Mel and I, and you will get a playlist based on the cards that you pull because each card in the Grateful Dead tarot deck represents a Grateful Dead character or song. That's right. Uh, You will get a synopsis of your reading and an audio recording of it and pictures of all the cards that you pull because those cards are I mean, that's a pretty good and super fun deal. Yeah. So you can go to click on the merch tab at nosimpleroad.com and the first thing that comes up there is a tarot reading and you can sign up and schedule it there. Follow No Simple Road at No Simple Road on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, if you want to do something really amazing for the holidays, you can become a monetary contributor to the No Simple Road cause of spreading love, light, and happiness into the universe by going to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road and becoming a patron. You can sign up for as little as a buck a month. That's what? That's less than a quarter show. It's 12 and a half cents. 12 and a half cents now. (laughs) Yeah, really, if we're breaking it down. If you you think that our interview with Billy Failing is worth 12 and a half cents, you can go to patreon.com, sign up, become a patron, and then you will be putting fuel in the... 12 and a half cents ain't going to buy you much in this world, (laughs) but it'll buy you a dope episode of No Simple Road. Okay, all, all bullshit aside, what name me one thing, either of you, that twelve and a half cents will buy you? No, I, I can't think of anything. A dime and two pennies, and then you're gonna have to give up <laughs> a half a cent to get that. But yeah, no, nothing, nothing. I, I would say that those, uh, maybe the bazooka gum things you can maybe get that maybe for mm. it cost well, you maybe where are you gonna find the solo one that's yeah, hard to find okay. yeah True. ain't nobody selling yeah. dime candy anymore grandpa <laughs> <laughs> whatever man uh if you want to do something for the show that doesn't cost anything you can go to apple podcasts and you can leave a five-star review you know what i did the other day what i went through my apple podcast app the library on my apple podcast app and I five-starred every show that I follow on the Apple Podcast app. Oh, that's great. You know, because 
if that, I if they're if I'm following them, I listen to them every week. And if I haven't given them a five star, you that's owe them not that fair. much. Yeah. So if yeah. take a minute, just go through there and drop us a five star or leave us a review in there. That would be super dope too. Has anybody left us any? No, we have not got looked. a new review. Did we get an October yes, one? Yes, we, we did. Okay. Mel got a birthday month one sure back did. on the seventeenth. All right. Yeah. All right. So well, then it will, there's still a little time left. There's the weekend. Give, give us a Halloween review. Ooh. Then Mel will have two birthday month reviews, yeah. uh, and then we'll see what we can do for Aaron in November. Cool. All right. And uh, you can call 971-808-1524. That number again is 971-808-1524. And that is the tepid line. That's right. It's not hot. It's not cold. It's, it's tepid. tepid. You can call in. Tell a story about the last show you went to, that time you saw a whoop shit his pants and have to run into porty potty or you saw a naked guy fall out or, I don't know, you couldn't find your tent at the festival or some kind of story. Or know. you can add to the No Simple Road cookbook, That's which is right. being worked on. We so, just need more submissions yeah, so we can bring recipes. it to fruition. Yeah. Something that you do for, the, how about a holiday recipe? Oh, that'd be cool. Throw in some holidays, some spooky recipe or a traditional thanksgiving recipe from your culture or the way your family does it that'd be cool right yeah so that's 971-808-1524 the no simple road tepid line and i think we're done with the business and we're ready to get on with the shoe i know i'm ready to listen yeah yeah the last bit of business like we always say is open your mouth tell a friend tell a family member about us there's something for everybody. We've had a lot of guests. Yeah. And like I said in the beginning, if this is your first time listening to No Simple Road, welcome to the family. We love you. Thanks so much for turning us on and tuning in and dropping in with us. And I really, really know you're going to dig this conversation with Billy Failing. So without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Billy, Billy Failing. I'm going out, going to leave behind the town and all the things that drag me down.
waste away and watch the clock wind down. I can't tell you much for sure, but I know just what it's for when I'm on the road with an easy mind. I'm gonna walk this road with an easy mind. me a minute to remember but what what are you been, are. have you been busy or something yeah, or right? no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. just hanging out around the house checking out the garden you know yeah yeah <laughs> billy i'm aaron nice to meet you aaron nice to meet you too man and you, you don't have your microphone out? and you don't <laughs> have your microphone by the way Mel's yeah. just talking into yeah, space i am yeah that's mel as she said and then i'm apple the third member here Right on. Good to meet you guys. You too, man. Um, you know, like Apple said, you've been you've been a busy cat, Billy. Been very busy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's all good stuff, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's a exciting, exciting it, time. It's a trip to watch, man. Like from the outside of this, you know, as a as a fan and a spectator to what's going on. I can't even imagine how you feel like it. It, it's got to be the most surreal, trippy thing ever. It is. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, kind of coming from, uh, you know, where Billy, you know, where I started with Billy and kind of where we're at now, it's, it's quite the, uh, the transformation. It's, it's all super, uh, super exciting stuff. I mean, we were looking up like, you know, trying to do our research before getting on with you and like, you were waiting tables, right? When I was, this- yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about like how that started, how you guys got together? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, if you, uh, rewind to, you know, 2013, 2014, kind of that range in there, you know, I was, I was just out of college kind of, you know, knew that I wanted to have a career in music, but, you know, it's the classic thing where like, you know, it takes time for it to develop into something where you're able to support yourself. Um, so I, you know, I lived in New York for a while. I was waiting tables there and, um, you know, playing gigs at night. And that's actually, um, there was a bluegrass jam in New York city at a bar called Mona's. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Billy, Billy and Don Julen, we're playing the city winery and they stopped by the Mona's jam after, uh, you know, I think they were playing with Dell and dog Oh shit! Okay. city winery and, uh, you know, Billy and Don stopped by and I was at the jam. And so that's, that's actually originally where I met Billy. Um, and so, you know, fast forward several months to a year, um, I moved to Nashville and, um, you know, again, it was kind of starting anew in a new 
new city. So, you know, I was doing kind of whatever I needed to do to get to make ends meet. And, uh, actually, uh, I was hanging out with, um, uh, my friend Josh Rilko and Lindsay Liu at their place yeah. back then. And, um, they, um, they mentioned that Billy was moving to, uh, to Nashville and I had sort of, uh, you know, I, I'd seen Billy and Don play at um, a festival called romp, you know, just a little bit before that. And so I was like, you know, I had kind of a wild idea that maybe he'd be looking for a banjo player. So that's, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. So that's just your my idea. hopeful thinking <laughs> yeah. at that point. And, you know, we, we kind of reconnected at that point and, uh, I was able to kind of hop on, uh, Billy's, Billy's train, so to speak. Wow. You know, that, go ahead, Apple. Huh? Well, I was, I was just going to add, I was at the beginning, I was going to say that because like we said, we, uh, me and Aaron ended up reading the same article where we're in your hometown. We're up here in Portland, Oregon. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. No when I saw that, I was like, oh, dope. He's from Portland. And I saw like, like one of your favorite places to play is Revolution Hall. Oh, yeah. Which is one of our favorites. And then your brother, does your brother still work there? Yeah, he does. Right okay, on. That, that's My one of our favorite. We go there. It's like stepping back in time. It's like going to high school. It's like going, <laughs> to, you know, to the assembly or something, and you go in that dope venue, and it just, I mean, we just saw Teal and Friends there a couple weeks ago. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and then we had the extreme pleasure of seeing you got you and Billy playing out at Edgefield. Oh, yeah. When you guys yeah, came for those was... two days, which they're starting to put on great events there again. And that place is so, it's so inviting and so comfortable. Even when it's sold out, it is, there's yep. room to dance and play and have fun. And you yep. blew us away. Yeah. We, well, thanks. It, yeah. It, it, it's amazing. I had been, I had been, uh, bugging your manager prior to the shows and like the monday after i started like all right you know what fuck it i'm just gonna send an email every other day if I'm like, <laughs> until they tell me to fuck off or whatever but man it, it's a uh, well how does it feel for you to like come back home and like play these venues that you've been you know that you have gone to yourself and now you're on the other side how does it feel for you looking out playing in a beautiful because it was such a beautiful night too those nights yeah. right it's amazing yeah i mean it's uh those are some of my favorite shows or like being home playing for like my family and you know all my friends from home and stuff like that it kind of makes it you know that much more special and not to mention i you know i've been to a bunch of shows at the edge field and you know all those mcminimans venues yes. and it's just it's cool to kind of you know, go there with this, you know, with Billy and the band and all that. Yeah. There's, there's definitely something special here in Portland. It's a, yep. the, the musical community, the people that are going out to see live music here, it's, it's a different animal. We, we actually came from Las Vegas like six years ago. That's where we all live. And nice. coming from there to here. Yeah. <laughs> is a it's a departure man like it's, mm-hmm. I, when we first got here i was like it, we go to a show i'd be like it looks like the forest vomited people into the crowd of this place like <laughs> but it's definitely a different thing man and like now that you've had the opportunity to 
basically go all over the place and play. Mm-hmm. Do you see that like the scenes are different from place to place? Are you getting a feeling of like the, when you play a venue of what that city and what that crowd is like? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, we have a lot of people who like kind of come on tour with us and stuff. So it, a lot of times we'll see kind of the same faces in the front row. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, like it's the vibes a little different in each of the places, you know, like Colorado is its own thing. Portland is its own thing, you know, playing in the South, it's its own thing. You know, I feel like every time we roll through Kentucky, it's like, a wild and crazy uh, party. <laughs> right I on. More so. <laughs> you, you mentioned the bluegrass scene in New York City. Like, yes. That's a thing? That's definitely a thing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great pickers up there. Wow. Um, and actually, um, our new fiddle player, Alex Hargraves, uh, lives there. Okay. Is, you know, still still doing the Brooklyn thing and part of that that community. And that's, that's a great, great bluegrass scene up there. You know, the success that you guys are seeing right now is it's touching all music. It's really like, I feel like we're getting to see something really unique happen right now because it's, it's, you guys are destroying genre. Yeah. It's genreless. (laughs) <laughs> it, it seems like No Simple Road is um, five years old. Almost six. Right. And was it um, with Reed What the first year? Was it? So we had talked with Reed Mathis a while back about the whole idea of genre and, and it like really kind of falling by the wayside. But, you know, in the years past before, say, the 2000s years, right? Like it was all about, mm-hmm. you know, R&B, country music, uh, you know, hip hop and everything was so separated with no account for the artist's growth as a creator, you know, like mm-hmm. you just kind of have to keep this pumping out the same type of music, same kind of album with mm-hmm. what Aaron was talking about with you and Billy and what the gr- band of you guys is doing is creating something that everyone enjoys. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're consider yourself a bluegrass player or not, which mm-hmm. I mean, from your perspective, what does that look like to you? I mean, it may be normal because that's all, you know, but, for like the older folks, like we've seen, we've seen the specific genre categories before. So now to see this, this is something brand new for us. So how do you stand with that? Like, how do you see it? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I I think, um, you know, everybody in the band has, you know, we're not necessarily exclusively like a bluegrass (laughs) thing, like in terms of our influences. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the crowd that we're playing to, you know, it's super cool to see bluegrass people, to see, you know, people of all ages. You know, we uh, when we played Lollapalooza a couple months ago, it was a bunch of uh, we were playing right before Metallica, so it was a lot of Shit. kind of the metal metalhead crowd, and you know that it took them a second. They're kind of like, you know, <laughs> sizing happening? us up a little bit, but. You know, it was cool to see them kind of getting into it by the end of the set as well. That's the, that's the thing that like I've noticed is like the metalheads dig it. The 
trad bluegrass guys dig it. The new grass guys dig it. People that like, you know, the outlaw country dig it. The jam band folks Classical dig it. The deadheads. Bands. It's like, that's this, it's this like intersection of, uh, everything. And you know, like we have a buddy, his name's Bryce and he, he like, he tours, he goes on tour with you guys when you're around and, and, uh, yeah, yeah I know his boss. He wasn't <laughs> happy when he just took off for two and a half weeks. <laughs> he, uh, he was wearing, he was wearing a shirt and I'm sure you've seen it. Billy strings saved music. Right. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, I can't imagine from, from the flip side, from the stage side for you guys as a band seeing stuff like that. And then feeling that like that responsibility I guess do you feel that like from the fans that that's they're putting that on you or do you feel like that's just something organic that's going on honestly you know the uh most of like you know if I feel any pressure of any kind it's mostly coming from myself oh shit you know where I'm thinking like you know you're your own worst critic so I'm always kind of trying to hold myself to like a higher standard, you know, where honestly, like a lot of the people that we play for, you know, much more forgiving <laughs> yeah. if I play a wrong note or something like, you know, more times than not, you know, that's something cool and something weird that I played where, you know, I might view it as a mistake, you know, listeners are much more kind of, forgiving of that stuff right um yeah we are our own worst critics <laughs> well and also dude you you get you got a hell of a voice also thank you L- yeah. listen to you sing with it with billy and stuff i mean you did it's just amazing the the like the cast the the cast that's up there everybody in the band because i know when we first started out and a lot of people i know you know it was all it's billy strings but then we quickly were like we saw you at uh, Peach Festival. Oh, yeah. We saw you at Peach Festival this year, and uh, that was the first time we got a chance to see you all live, and we quickly realized there, plus from seeing all the YouTube clip, it's like, these. this is an amazing band. Everybody <laughs> on this stage is playing at, like, their highest level, right. and seeing that, it, it takes it to a whole other level because it's not just Billy Strings. It's the entire band. I mean, you guys keep up with him and put on. I love it, too, because the show, like the lighting, the whole production, it's like subtle. It's not too much and everything. It's perfect. It, it, it's just such a great experience. Is that is that something, Billy, that's uh, an intentional thing is to keep like the lighting and the stage show a little more um, secondary? to the music because like we like going and seeing fish and, and other bands and you know you go see fish and Corotas just destroying you with lights all night long <laughs> your face yeah, is yeah. getting melted the whole time but with you guys it's a different thing the music is more the thing that's melting your face is that is that more intentional on your guys's part yeah i mean i know that uh you know our, our lighting guy roger's super great at what he does oh, yeah. and like he um i think he has a good sense of kind of when we're playing, you know, the bluegrassy stuff, it's like more chill. And then when we get into like super psychedelic space and our jams, you know, then he's kind of cutting loose. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. You know, we I, saw that with the second stuff. Well, usually the second set on that Saturday night show. It's like, field. Whoa. Yeah. 
Yeah. You guys, I, I didn't, I, like Apple said, the first time we saw you play was at Peach, and so we didn't get like the full experience of your show. But at Edgefield, we got the you know full two sets, and you guys came out in that second set. And honestly, man, we've seen a lot of bluegrass this year. Like we did Northwest String Summit, we've seen Green Sky, we just we've done a lot of seen a lot. I haven't seen anything like that before. It was wholly and totally unique, brother. And uh, just thank you, first of all, like for what you're doing. Because like thank I said you. before, man, you guys are doing something that really hasn't been done in a very long time. Like, you know, those guys like Flat and Scruggs and, and Tony Rice, and they, they brought bluegrass out of the hills. And mm-hmm. you guys are changing it. And it's, it's fucking dope, brother. Heck yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's for us, it's like we, we look up to those guys, you know, the tiny Tony Rice's and that whole generation. And so it's, you know, we're kind of just playing what, the music as we want to play it. And, you know, it's, it's cool that there's people that are stoked on it and, you know, yeah. Even cooler to this. A lot of a lot of people are stoked on it, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Billy, we also have like another cool connection with uh Tom Neckville. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So when did you start playing a Neckville uh banjo? Um well, so I, I got one of his banjos in twenty I guess twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. Um and yeah, th- I mean that's that's kind of my main banjo that I play with on stage um is uh this banjo that i bought from tom that i've i've just loved it so how did it change your playing if at all or like what you know like the connection what was that for you because those are a pretty magical instrument they definitely are um yeah i mean i i think um you know the other banjo that i play with a lot is um to get technical here uh, (laughs) um, it's like a gibson with a flat fretboard and, you know, more kind of classic bluegrass setup um, where, you know, my Neckville banjo is, you know, a radius fretboard and it's kind of like, you know, it, the, the way that like the pot works makes it sound good plugged in. And it's, it's a very good amplified banjo, very kind of playable as well. So it's, kind of opens up you know improv territory a little bit yeah. more okay. you know for the on stage stuff right on that makes um, sense when we were at uh at string summit we had the pleasure of talking with tom for a little while and cool. uh, mel mel has never really played an instrument before well no i, I never not really never have and, okay <laughs> well, and, over the pandemic a little bit of like the ukulele but you know something cool. small but he had the the galaxy with him wow and, and uh there's a picture of mel standing wearing the galaxy and you could see that like something happened <laughs> and she was like i want a banjo i want to learn how to play the banjo and it, uh, it did the northwest string summit definitely brought something out in me and and then i think Tom Neckville definitely sealed the deal. You know, the, the sound of the banjo is so, uh, it's just very intriguing. It's so quick and it's so 
like progressive and it's continuous. And I just love that pace. I love the pace of a bluegrass banjo. And I, I didn't know with my ear, like, again, No Simple Road's five years old. Before that, I was just like a random music lover. I wasn't really paying attention. Like you're saying, like to get, you know, to get a little heady, right? Like I never cared to get heady before. I didn't, I, I just enjoyed sounds. I enjoyed music. But then when you start to have more of a discerning ear, you really become aware of what sounds you like to hear. And what sounds good. And what sounds good, exactly. And so, you know, I've been hearing the banjo at Summit all, you know, listening to the Dwellers and Torin and like just, yeah. you know, um, just all the greats. And I, my ear was like, that's what it is. That's what you love. And I was just like blown away. So when, you know, Tom Neckville brings this gorgeous man, you know, like, it was like a unicorn, you know, like, what <laughs> yeah. is this? And you made this thing? Like, what, what is How this you crazy? You know? So I just became like, you know, kind of like enraptured by it, you know? And like, I ended up buying a banjo lately. I don't know if you've ever heard of one of those or seen one of those. Oh, yeah. So I, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's adorable. It's the cutest thing in the world. (laughs) But yeah, like, you know, what's great is that like, and, and this is for you, for the other Billy, for all of you, you know, Alex, all your musicians, just your random normal playing, no pressure, just you guys doing your own thing are inspiring these um, people, random people, older, younger kids, Mm -hmm you know, older people to just start playing music. And I think that's the best thing that y'all are doing is inspiring more music to be played and to be played their way, their style. Cause we had just yeah. talked to Sickard hollow last night. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. They were awesome too. And they're, you good. know, they're new players as well and they're fantastic. You know, oh my gosh, yeah. so, so just, I mean, and they were very encouraging too, you know, like, very like keep at it plug at it don't stop you know and I remember when I bought my banjo lately I was like what's the advice that you would give he's like don't stop playing and play what yep. you like the two things and so I just remembered that and like like I said just the inspiration of you guys just doing your normal thing your normal everyday playing is really like you know um, sending messages to people's hearts so right on man Right on. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you, that's something that, you know, we don't hear very often from you guys is like, what turns you on to, to this music and like, why this? It could have been anything, man. Like, what yeah. was it? Well, um, I guess, well, I'm trying to think the first, uh, um, well, so my dad had a banjo laying around the house because he um, he doesn't play very much anymore, but he for a long time would periodically pick up the banjo. And so I, I was able to learn a couple tricks from him. And around that time, um, uh, my older brother, Josiah, showed me uh, Yonder Mountain String Band. <laughs> and so I kind of latched onto that. That was you know, I was super into them, uh, kind of getting started. And, uh, uh, my dad also had, a the Bela Fleck tales from the acoustic planet record. Um, I guess the, the bluegrass sessions record. Okay. And so that, and, um, yonder mountain elevation record were kind of the two of the early favorites. Um, 
And so, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, once my dad had taught me some stuff, I, um, I kind of sort of started picking up tidbits on my own. Um, and I, I played electric guitar when I was in high school, mainly that was like kind of my favorite thing. I was more into the classic rock side of things, but okay. kind of when I got to college, you know, there, I had some friends that I would pick with. And so there kind of started being more opportunity to play bluegrass with people. And so I kind of developed on that track, you know, just cause there was, you know, it's so spontaneous to just pick with people and yeah. well, so easy as opposed to, you know, getting a practice space or right. well, doing a rock jam. We, we saw like, like in that article too, and we realized that living up, I mean, it's a little different now, but, there's not a big bluegrass scene out here in the West coast and in Portland area. And it sounds like that really going back to the East coast to like Berkeley and stuff, open yep. that up for you a lot. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's, there's, you know, bluegrass musicians almost everywhere that kind of come out of the woodwork. Yeah. You know, once you know where to look, um, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, I actually lived in Eugene for a while. Okay. Uh, and went to U of O for a couple of years before I went to Berkeley. And that, um, you know, I, I had some friends that I picked with there. And, um, you know, then um, I had a musician buddy from Portland who was uh, going to Berkeley and he kind of convinced me to audition. And, um, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to pursue music, but I wasn't fully kind of committed to it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so this, that was kind of one of the moments when I made a decision to kind of fully go for it. Think about that, man. What a trip. Like every day we make thousands of decisions that, you know, am I going to turn right at this street? Or am I going to take the long way? Am I going to have, you know, a soda or a beer? Like million things that we do that we just like offhandedly don't even think about and mm -hmm. sometimes those decisions like am i gonna do the audition for this thing or not like i don't know if i really yep. want to do yeah it changed your entire life like it set you on this path that that's insane to think about like that there's this one pivotal moment where your life like turned a corner and now here you are yep <laughs> that's crazy don't don't freak out, everybody. It's okay. Ah, no, ah, Apple, chill ah, out. Oh, relax. All right. Show's not over. Interview's not over. We just have to take a break for a minute, catch our breath. Talking to Billy Failing. And I'm sorry. The first thing I do when somebody says don't freak out is I freak out. <laughs> Why do people always do that, Mel? Is this a pause or another show this in between? This is, this is a pause. <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. That's right. It really is whatever you want it to be. It's what you make All of right. it. Yeah. So guess what? Like, if you're not feeling good or you want to feel better and you're up in the Portland area, you can come and see us at one of our fine sponsors, Define Premium Cannabis. We have a location in Hillsboro and one in Forest Grove. And we will take our time with you. We will make you feel at home. No rush. We'll send you out with a discount when you tell us that you're a listener of No Simple Road. 10%. We'll give you a free t-shirt. We'll invite you back. 
And then you'll even get more discount because you'll get 15% on the second visit. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. If you keep on visiting us, well, I'll make sure that you get taken care of and that you leave our shop with more knowledge and more product to make you happy and carry on your way. And make you feel good. Yeah. That's make the you most feel real good part of the yeah. whole thing. Like legal weed is all about making you feel better. Yeah. So, and it's confusing. Like you said, it is when you go in, Apple is going to take care of you or somebody at Forest Grove is going to take care of you. And when you leave, you're going to be happy and you're going to feel great. So go check out Define Premium Cannabis, man. Yeah, do it. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting how many of those, you know, moments there are because, you know, I I could, you know, I could still be working at the restaurant right. today if I hadn't <laughs> met Billy or, you know, yeah. and, or doing whatever, but... This doesn't have anything to do with what we were just talking about, but I was just thinking this. Is it weird for you, man? Like when you talk to people like us and we know shit about you already? Well, I mean, I, it's not too weird. I I know that there's, uh, (laughs) you know, there's interviews that I've done before and stuff like that. That's out there already, but you know, it's, it's cool. Yeah. You know, more than weird. It's, you know, just it's nice to know that people are interested and we're paying attention. You know, attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Look at yeah, those crowds. Right. We're, we're fucking paying attention, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> just seems lot. like yeah. you're really comfortable with where you're at right now in life. Is that oh, like right to say that you feel because it seems like, you know, you're not bothered by it. You enjoy it. Like the the attention you're you're growing clearly as a musician and you're doing your own side stuff, right? You. Yep. So yeah, you- here and there, um, you know, it, it's been a super, uh, particularly like 2022 for me has just been bonkers how busy it's been. Yeah. Like, you know, we've had a pretty busy tour schedule. Uh, my wife and I got married in May. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank right you. On. Um, you know, we went on our honeymoon. Um, you know, we just bought a house. So it's like it, that's jam packed uh, (laughs) one thing after another life events. Don't, uh, don't let up. It, it, it seems like, I don't know if it's just because of the lens that we're in, because we're around the music scene. And it seems like after COVID, all of us are going through that right now of like mm-hmm. the brakes are off this thing and the train is going a thousand miles an hour for everybody. Got to make up for, uh, for lost time. Yeah, man. And, yes. and you know, it's good in a lot of ways and it's hard. It's really hard. Like I, I look at your tour schedule and I'm like, I don't know how you're stand. I don't know how you're talking to us right now. Like you have, <laughs> you have like two days and then you're, you're at it again. And then, you know, yep. boom, boom, boom. And, up until Halloween, you got these huge shows planned and like all this stuff going on. European tour. Yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah. How do you keep your head in all of that, man? What, what grounds you Billy? Well, I think, uh, just keeping balance, you know, like 
getting to go home to my wife, Katie, and, you know, our dog, Charlie. Um, Shout out Katie and Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I I have a lot of, a lot of kind of like a different side of things that I'm into when I'm at home. Like I like to ski, I like to, you know, ride a mountain bike, stuff like that. That's completely different from what I do, you know, on tour as a musician. So it's, it's, it's all about kind of like not burning out on one thing. Yeah. That's just keeping that balance, having a good, good life at home to go home to when I'm off the road. What what part of the country are you in? Um, I live in Colorado. Okay. That, that, that's one of the few places that we've like, if we moved from here ever, Colorado is one of the few on the list. Yep. Yep. What, what part of Colorado? Boulder, right? Uh, we're in Boulder County. Okay. And so how was Nashville? Like, what did you leave because of, you know, Katie or did you start new, fresh or, you know, how was, was that move? Cause Nashville's a cool spot for you to be in as well. Yeah, for sure. I, um, yeah, Katie was out in Colorado and so that was kind of the main motivator. Yeah. That'll do it. Um, well, and the environment too, right? Isn't Colorado so oh, yeah. gorgeous? Yeah. So it, it's, uh, it's a nice place to go home to you know, coming off the road, it's, yeah. you know, a lot of nature to kind of calm things down. Yeah. Um, seasons. <laughs> yeah. Seasons. Yeah. We didn't have that in the desert, man. There was two seasons, hot and cold. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> coming up here is different. I would imagine though, like the, just the simple motion that's happening all the time. Like, you're on stage and you're playing, you're backstage moving around, then you're on the bus, you're going somewhere else. Like there's people around all the time when you're on tour, when you get home from that, is it a little jarring at first, like surreal, like to, to transition from one thing to the other? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if we're on a really long tour, you know, if, the tour has been very fast paced. It can be kind of like whiplash sometimes, right. you know, getting, uh, getting home and having like free time where you're not on a schedule. Oh, wow. I can't even like, we just did like small, you know, five day, four day stuff. And like, coming home after that like, after five days after yeah we're, we're we're worn out yeah, for a week well not just that not just the worn out part but like you're home and there's nobody else there and you're in the hallway by yourself and it's like oh shit there's nobody else around like this is yeah. odd for the you know what i mean i that's why i asked you about that because for you guys i imagine it's a thousand miles an hour and then now i'm home but like you said that's that's the stuff that keeps you grounded and keeps your head head right i mean mm-hmm. otherwise there's nothing holding your feet to the ground man. it's just <laughs> see you later yeah i'd say it's you know it's more of kind of just a relief mm-hmm. when i'm off the clock you know and i can take a nap whenever i want to or you know yeah free time do things really. how i see fit you know it's it's kind of a good uh counterbalance so what about these um, Halloween shows that you you're all notorious for? Last year was it um, Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. Yep. And then this you're year, you're talking to Dorothy. 
I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Indeed, so, like, where where are these ideas coming from? Because th- that sounds like a really fun, like, everything from start to finish, the planning, the costumes, the performance, hey, the, the right whole thing. Alley here. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it is super fun, actually, to kind of have a, a theme to a run of shows like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it uh, gives it a fun, uh, fun twist. But um, yeah, for uh, for last last time, we all watched The Wizard of Oz together and we're kind of coming up with ideas how we could like write the set list to mirror the story and, oh, you know, sure. just little little things like that. And I think we each learned, uh, you know, a song from that movie, which I, I did somewhere over the rainbow. Right on. Um, so yeah, we're, we're starting to get kind of geared up for, uh, for this Asheville run. And it's going to be exciting to kind of see what, what we come up with for this and how we, uh, Adapt it to <laughs> away from the Shire. Away from the Shire. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. That just to be a nerd for a second, that like Lord of the Rings is like one of my favorite things ever. And when I oh, saw the shows sure. announced, I was like, fuck. Oh my God. I want to be there so bad. But yeah. yeah. Next time. Maybe we'll get Next to time. maybe we'll live stream it. It'll be a, yeah. it'll be something. I well, especially at Asheville too. We we keep here. That's on our list of places we really want to visit because we hear about the scene in Asheville. But you're in it's in South Carolina, right? Or is this no? It's um, Asheville. In yeah, in Asheville. Okay. Yeah, South. Yeah, Asheville, yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. you confused me for a minute. I'm like, wait, am I? Am I'm I just making sure. Up? I don't know. Yeah. Why, I don't know why that was. I had to get that right in my head, but I was like, wait a minute. Mandela effect. It's north now. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, well, and I, I had a question. Okay, this is gonna be a dumb question. Mel right may, may even be answered this at this point. I, when I saw the interview, I don't know what the different styles are. I keep her. What is it? Claw. Claw hammer. Claw hammer. Oh, claw hammer. Yeah. And like it was one thing that you said. You kind of still it, it like to read that about you as a, as great a player as you are, and then to hear that you struggle with a certain style. What, yeah, yeah. what is that difference? Okay. So, um, kind of the, the usual style that I do is like three finger or scrug style where you have, um, basically a thumb pick and two, okay. uh, finger picks. And so that you're kind of playing these finger picking patterns. Um, and that's sort of the basis for, um, you know, that approach to banjo. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Scrug style. Um, Claw Hammer's a little different. It's more, um, uh, how can I put it? It's like you're not using picks and you're kind of um, using your forefinger and your thumb in this kind of particular uh, strummed okay. sort of pattern. It's a little more percussive, right? Yeah, it's definitely more percussive um more kind of rhythmic i mean not that three finger style is not rhythmic but it's 
it's more of a rhythmic focus, I guess. Different okay. styles and you different strumming styles. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. That explains better because yeah. claw hammer sounds kinda like a Neanderthal wish or something. <laughs> like yeah. you're like you know, I I didn't I could have looked that up. I, I'm glad I wanted to ask you that since even you said you kinda struggled with it, which is kinda it's kinda cool yeah. when you hear a musician that's like really good it still struggles with a certain style and stuff because we're always, you know, everybody's always learning. Yep. So, and then I remember that too. It's funny because when we had, we had uh, Billy on the show back at the beginning of quarantine. Cause, okay. Because he happened to be at home. Everybody was stuck at home. So we caught him right. on a day where he was working on his working GTO on and he was getting ready to go fishing, of course. And he was talking, we were, we were amazed to kind of hear him say, he's like, I don't think I'm that great. You know, I'm learning every day. And to hear that from musicians like you guys that we see on stage, it's like, first of all, that's amazing because how humble. And then plus, you know, what are you going to do? Like, I'm the best. Then you hit a plateau and why even bother bother? anymore? Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because like you're always it's kind of comforting to know that you could always be better than you are now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's something to work toward. Yeah. And like having people like Bela Fleck that I look up to yeah. where it's like, you know, he's better than I could be in like two lifetimes. Uh, you know, it's, it's sort of comforting in a way. Cause it's like, you're always reaching for something and it's never, you know, you're never quite at a plateau because there's always, you know, if you keep finding these musicians who, are so much better than you to look up to it. It kind of keeps, keeps you, uh, moving forward. That's yeah, a, it gives you that motivation, a, yeah. <laughs> but that's a going. cool way to think about it, man, because you know, for a long time when I've, I've played guitar on and off my whole life. Right. And like when I would see somebody that was amazing at guitar, it would actually do the opposite of what you just said. <clears throat> I'd be like, why fucking bother? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm never going to be that gonna good, be. and and I could practice 20 hours a day. It wouldn't. I'll never get there. But what you're saying right now is the reason that we have players like you and like Bela and others is because you realize that it doesn't matter. Well, it's it's, it's your <laughs> expression too, like your specific Billy, your specific expression of the banjo versus like you know, Tom's or, you know, it, it even both though, you both know how to play and play well and play fantastically. It's two different tones. It's two different sounds. It's two different vibrations. Yeah. Two different and, yeah and there's no way that you can play the same thing, even if you know the same notes, because it's coming right. out of you differently. And I think that's why, especially when you're in a band, um, you know, with that, like what you are, where everyone is so, um, you know, had their craft, they're right there at the peak of their craft, but they're not at the top of it yet. You know what I mean? Like there's still, like you said, more to go. So yeah. it's kind of a wonderful thing to see like all these incredible expressions of this band that still has so much more to soar to. And yeah. because you're also doing your personal thing, you, you as a, you know, songwriter and, and guitar player and banjo player yourself. Yep. How cool. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and talking about like inspiration and stuff, a lot 
of the musicians that we speak to and us too were and are inspired by Jeff Austin and, oh, yeah. and early yonder. And uh, yeah. that, that stuff, there's a, I can't even, <clears throat> I can't even put a word to it. I don't know what it is with that, but yeah. it's apparent that there's something magical there because it's so many people's inspiration. What was, what was your, like who introduced you to that and, and how did that find you? Yeah. So, um, I think my older brother Josiah showed me yonder for the first time. And I I think the way it kind of hit me was like, you know, I'd I'd heard kind of, you know, the classic bluegrass, you know, Stanley brothers kind of stuff like that. Uh, but yonder kind of hit me a little differently. Um, and I, I love all that stuff also just for the, for the record. Right. But it, it, I connected to it in a way where it was kind of, you know, it's a more like Western, you know, it's Colorado hippies playing bluegrass. And so it, it like, I, I found, you know, it relatable mm. kind of on a new level from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and there's just, you know, they have such fun with the music and like, yeah. it doesn't follow kind of like the traditional way of bluegrass necessarily. So I, that was kind of what, what hooked me in. Yeah. So we, we have Josiah and your dad to thank. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, right on. Well, the, the does it's like the yonder where we're, we tell people that we, we have always kind of liked bluegrass, but we didn't really, really get into it until like starting in 2018, really diving deeper. And we saw yonder mountain string band at Northwest String Summit in 18. It was the year Jeff passed away. Yeah, you know, without Jeff. And and we were blown away. Great show, had a great time, but then a really good friend of ours, Ben, has followed them forever. Yeah, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And was like, you guys sit down. When one night he came over here, we were partying, we had fun. He's like, let me take you back. To I mean, some of the stuff that they did with Jeff, it was like, it was haunting. Yeah. And it was dirty and it was, you know, it was heavy. And we were like, when we had not heard bluegrass like that. And yeah. was like, like, he's like, I need to take you on a learning lesson. Yeah, we're going here. to school, boys. Let's start at the beginning. And it blew our minds because we were familiar more with the, the you know, the more later rendition of Yonder mm-hmm. and blew our minds. And then also Ben, he said, He's a huge fan, and so are we, of, like, Kitchen Dwellers. Torin has that kind of gritty, gritty, you know, voice and everything. And it it just, and you said this, I forgot who it was, kind of said the same thing, um, because you're younger and stuff, too. Like you said, not discounting any of the traditional stuff, but seeing, like, Austin and them, it opened it up to this whole new, younger generation of musicians. Like, I can do that. Like, this is yeah. my peers. This is my great. Like you said, like, like kind of like hippies playing it yeah. and stuff and turn it into a new thing. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of just a new energy yeah. that hadn't been there before, you know, it, it, it opened up a new dimension of bluegrass that, you know, brought me in. And honestly, like kind of through that is where I then worked my way back to the more traditional bluegrass. It kind of, in a sense, opened that up for me. Yeah. Um, Same. The same for me. It's kind of like a backwards learning, which is kind of cool. Like you get pulled in by one thing and then it makes you kind of want to learn the structure and the the tradition and the history behind it. And then when you know those things and you can also update and evolve that as well, playing Mm -hmm. in those traditional styles, but the way that you like to, you know, rock psychedelically and kind of go off in the jams. Well, and those players that we're talking about from the traditional guys up through now have all left their particular mark Mm -hmm. on music. I know that we don't get to pick as people, but Billy, like if you could choose what your mark is on, on music in this genre, what would it be? Well, um, I think that, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, that's a tough question. It is a tough one. I guess just bringing a new sound to the genre you know, I, I try to kind of play true to like how I feel the music and, you know, bring my expression to it and, you know, just help kind of add to this rich form of music. Um, and yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, I, I think there's like a lot that I want to do musically like even kind of beyond this as well you know what are the what are the plans for the billy failing band like what's is there anything going on right now are you doing anything? not not a ton going on right now i mean I, i think uh kind of the primary focus is uh you know what i'm doing with billy but like there's it's cool there's there's room in that as well for you know like for the renewal album i contributed to some of the writing for a couple of the tunes on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I figure at some point there'll be um, some time. I hope to record another album at some point. Right on. Hey, you know, on my own. You guys, time. Just, you guys just did the, the renewal festival and, and, uh, Oh, that looked so fun. That looked so was, interactive and fun. fun. Yeah. What was, we weren't there. All I see is pictures of you guys playing on this island with everybody in, in the water. What, <laughs> what was I looking at? Okay. So we, uh, we had a set uh, planned. There was a stage set up on the island uh, in this pond. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was kind of more of a peninsula. But um, Scotty, our friend who, uh, you know, puts on Winter Wondergrass and uh, that whole side of things, he was uh, he put us in a boat and uh, was rowing us across the pond to the stage. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, you know, all the all the 
people at the festival were kind of floating around. So it was, so this is was very cool to kind of be in the midst of that. Is this unannounced that you guys are just like all of a sudden in the boat? I think it back? was, uh, I'm not sure when it was announced, but I, I think it might've been kind of day of oh, or shit. day before kind of a thing, oh, you know, wow. so relatively spontaneous. Oh, I love it. Um, and then we're, you know, I, I think it's the first time I've arrived to the stage via boat, boat. which was cool. <laughs> yeah. Canoe. Did you see the? Did you see the memes? That any of the memes online about it? Oh, I I haven't. Dude, the funniest shit, man. That one of them was a, uh, you know, the famous painting of George Washington crossing the oh, Delaware. Yeah. Oh, yes, and it, and it was yes, like yes. Billy and the boys pulling up to the renewal set like and you guys <laughs> awesome oh that's great but the pictures of that festival and that weekend and just everything that it happened looked very there, intimate it did man. for a festival it looked because i mean we've been going to festivals all summer long but when i saw the pictures of that i was like wow that looks like a hangout yeah. more than a festival like doing yoga and like he said the pond, it just le- seemed very, like um, your friend yeah, threw the dopest party ever exactly. in his backyard or something. Yeah. <laughs> was that kind yeah, of a it vibe? Was, it was a ton of fun. It was, uh, you know, for us getting to hang out around Buena Vista and around the festival ground. I, uh, Katie and I rode our bikes around the, uh, the campground fun. and, uh, you know, up in Buena Vista, it's, uh, kind of the start of like peak fall season. So all the leaves were changing. It was just super beautiful. Right on. Um, got to do a little fishing one of the mornings. Um, so that's, that's on the list. Next wow. time, uh, no sure. complaints here. Yeah, no. Well, Billy, thank you so much for being so rad and just sharing time with us and your talents and, and inspiring me too. like personally, like same thing that you've seen, you know, artists that are like, wow, like, you have a very uh, humble and gratitude fit, like attitude, you know, and it, it comes yeah. through and then you also kick ass. <laughs> and I, that's <laughs> two awesome combinations, you know, like sweetness and I'm going to rock your face off. And so I just want to say thank you for those things and, and for spending time so that um, our audience can know yeah, who man. you are you, and you, a little bit more about, you know, why we love y'all so much, you know, absolutely didn't have to do this. Sure. So well, we, thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's, I got it's one last question before we go, because this is something that I love uh, being here in Portland, uh, you know, cannabis being legal more around the country and everything. I'm the inventory manager for two dispensaries. There's, there's a, there's a back and forth on oh, there. Like, you deal weed. Like Aaron, Aaron, Aaron is one that he's like, he's like the mystique and like the outlaw part of it has been taken away from it because Billy is very open about his <laughs> smoking because you can be now. And then I yep. like see him hanging out with Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson was like the pot smoking outlaw that <laughs> did it, no, did it in cops faces. He didn't care. Yeah. And now Billy is kind of like the, the Willie and, and the band, <laughs> you, you know, it, I'm just wondering what kind of what your take is on that because it's not a bad thing now and people cannot say that stoners can't get shit done anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I think it's, you know, it's good. It's, uh, I think for myself personally, I, I, uh, I don't smoke very much just cause I 
personally don't get shit done. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> some people are like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good. I think it's, you know, it's normalizing. It's, you know, this, this thing that uh, so many of us do that, like, why should there be a stigma around it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. hundred so, percent. I think it's cool that, cool that Billy's kind of, you know, taking that, uh, uh, stance. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's a whole lot better. The thing I admire with that, that too, with Billy is it's, it's a whole lot better than promoting alcohol, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Right? You, you know, you brought something up before we go, like, what was that like playing with Willie, man? Like that's, oh that's, man, that's bananas, man. It was, it was pretty special. Um, you know, each, each night we'd come out for, uh, kind of the second to last song of his set, which is, uh, will the circle, will the circle be unbroken? And, um, I'll fly away kind of as a medley. And, uh, you know, Billy was playing guitar and then the rest of the band, we'd be gathered around a mic singing and it it was just super cool. Uh, One of the nights we got to sing with Charlie Crockett, who I'm a a big fan of. And, uh, you know, you, wow. that's just gotta, right afterwards, you know, walking off stage with Charlie Crockett, we were like, oh, man, like, that was so awesome. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. That's like, got to uh, be yeah. like, yeah, that's got to be like goosebumps too. like, holy shit, yep. I'm getting goosebumps on stage playing with my heroes. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, last question, then we'll, then we'll go <laughs> with like we were saying at the very beginning, like there's you guys have this huge groundswell under you and this wave of motion and momentum going on right now and -hmm. it's a lot like we said we were all home for two years and now the brakes are off and we're going 100 miles an hour for you what's the best part of all of this man i I think just getting to play music and connect with people who are into it you know it's the music's at the the forefront and uh just getting to make this the focus of my life, you know, it's, I couldn't ask for anything better. That's yeah. I couldn't well, ask for a better answer. Than that. Much more continued success yeah, and, you know, go higher without smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. When, you, when you come back through Portland, Billy, if you, uh, I mean, you got family and, and stuff up here, but if you ever need anything, you know where we're at, man doors open and yeah i hope to hope to connect with you guys at some point yeah i I have a feeling we may be at renewal next year so and and a big congratulations again on the nuptials and and everything you're so cute together on your instagram (laughs) appreciate that yeah we're uh, we're pretty excited about it all you should be yeah congrats man much love brother we'll talk to you soon thanks again man. thank you so much thank you guys have a good night peace brother Okay. All right. That's oh, Billy man. failing everybody. That was awesome. Yeah. I loved his voice at the end. He sounded so like happy and alive Relaxed and, and chill. Yeah. Just, well, I love the response sometimes when people aren't quite sure of what they're walking into. And, the <laughs> and first, there's three of the us. The first thing you see is also our studio with all these colorful lights and stuff and three of us staring at you. It, it's got to like, be weird, man. It's yeah. got to be weird. And also, I would think like when you're used to being on the stage, and interacting with a crowd and not like that, like one-on-one with fans. Yeah. It's got to be weird too, man. And he's fucking rad. 
Yes. That was so much fun. That was so much fun. I, uh, like I said in the beginning, it's, it's an honor for us to have anybody from Billy Strings Band on the show. And Billy is a, a very gracious dude to take time with us as busy as they are. That tour that they're doing right now is bananas. Yeah, and the tour just rolls on over into more tour. That's why it's so nice to see they're getting a nice little chunk of Thanksgiving break, nice little chunk of Christmas, and they're doing the whole European tour. Can you imagine going over and being in Europe and Norway and Switzerland and Ireland, like I was thinking the holidays right before Christmas. I was like, I wonder how many folks from the U.S. because there's a lot of people that do Billy Strings tour. Yeah, I wonder if a big portion of those people are going to be doing like going to Europe to do the European tour. I think you'd have to little, you, you got to have some coin to do that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's not like just hopping on the bus across no. the Atlantic. You know what, bro? I, I have been more than amazed in my lifetime to see the tenacity the, of music the, fans, the ingenuity and tenacity <laughs> of the live music community, man. Like I, I know people that have gone on tour with a $10 bill in their wallet like, and got into every show. So, you know, I, I don't put it past our, our people out there. But I just wonder how many people are going to, like, go do the whole European thing. And then also, I wonder what the, um, what the reception is like in Europe, in Europe. for bluegrass. We we talked to I can't think right. We've talked to several people who have gone over there to play and said it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, especially like when you're playing Ireland, we're talking like when we had when we had Owsley on with the chieftain stuff and everything. I mean, it it's the roots are over there. Yeah. Like the medieval music, the Irish music. Like, I mean, there's there's deep roots. And we turned it into bluegrass over I here and now we're that sending it back. Good music gets a great reception everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And Billy's those guys are bringing it so it's i uh i would be really curious to see to like physically see the crowd at a billy string show in like dublin yeah what does that crowd look like i want pictures of that guys if you could put those up on your instagram that would be super that, cool. i think that's one i'd pick out of the european tour norway and ireland yeah both yeah, of those super rad so, yeah, like we said, uh, we will be back on Monday with the very first ever No Simple Road quiz show hosted by Sky Dog Disciple. And uh, I, look, if you want to have a good time on your way to work or on your way home from work on Monday. This is some silly ass shit. It, it was, it's very silly and super fun. It's so fun. And. We got to make fun of each other. We got a little heated, a little competition going on. I, I'll just say this. One of the questions, I'm going to give you a, a what do you call a it? Teaser. A, a teaser. One of the questions was who could do the best impression of Christopher Walken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that then that's it. Yeah, ended, leave it there. Yep. It, it, uh, In a certain kind of a way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, that's coming out on Monday. So keep a, keep your ear to the ground. It'll be coming out at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. That's correct. That's yeah. right. That's how it's, that's what, how it's dropping. And, uh, and, and kudos to anybody that's like listening at 4 a.m. Pacific time. You rock. <laughs> well, you know, people wake up early for work. Go and, fishing. Yeah. Other things. Yeah. I, 
So here's my thought process behind that. If I put it out at four here and it comes out at seven Eastern, people on the East Coast are driving to work. And they got it. And they have it. I like that. See, I'm thinking, thinking of you of our out East there Coast people. in New York or Philly or um, Delaware or you, you get the picture. Yeah, Boston. Florida, uh, the, Florida. Pensacola. Florida. That's right. There you <laughs> go. Right. Mel's got something to throw in there. That's, That's right. right. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back next week, everybody, with more stuff and things. And, and a quiz show. Freaking quiz show, man. This, I'm so excited Woo. for you guys to hear this. I really, really am. If We had the best time. So, stoked for you all to hear it. Thanks, Billy, for being on the show. Yep. Yeah, everybody we, have a great weekend. We will be back next week with more stuff and things. Everybody remember, smile at a stranger. Take care of each other. Safety third. Hydrate. hydrate. And play your guitar and your banjo. Practice. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.